Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyren. And you begin heading east, away from the citadel, as it darkens behind you. As you get further and further away from the citadel, the buildings become farther apart, and they become in greater disrepair, while the citadel and the areas immediately surrounding it are all quite orderly, with the exception of perhaps a hideout. The farther out you get, the less the departed, both recent and long ago, the less they have thought to maintain their structures. It is a very, dare I say it, lived-in look. And as you get closer to the Outlands, the order and the protection of Corum dwindles. There are no more guards in sight. There's surely a group of sentries out here somewhere, definitely in the skies above, but you know for a fact that some had left earlier to search for Vale. And eventually, you make it to the river that denotes the edge of the territory proper before you get into the outlands. This is not a river of water. Anybody who's come out here, who spent any time even near the edge of the city, knows. It is dark, and it is murky, and it moves slowly. It's not water. These are the damned. These are the souls that have been cast down by Corum and the other gods as having no place in their afterlifes. Normally, they writhe and they flow just on their own. But when intruders go into the river, they can get a little agitated. So, what do you do? Is there any way to cross the river that doesn't require us to wade through it? That's up to you to decide. Karis can fly over, but she is not the strongest of persons. She probably could not carry somebody safely. There'd be a chance for you to drop in. Uh, I have an ability called running jump. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which does what? Tell exactly. us about that. I mean, uh, the distance I can cover increases by the number of feet equal to my strength modifier. Okay. Let's if I take a running jump. <laughs> what Let's a weird look. ability that I thought I would never need. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wasn't really thinking about that either, because that's, <laughs> it's not a lot. It's only, what, an extra five feet for you? Five feet, yeah. Okay, um, let's see. I need to look up the rules for jumping now. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to guess you want the long jump and not the high jump, Shannon. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> when you make a long jump, you cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. When you make a standing long jump, you can leap only half that distance. Either way, each foot you clear on the jump costs a foot of movement. This rule assumes that the height of your jump doesn't matter, such as a jump across a stream or chasm. At your DM's option, you must succeed on a DC 10 strength athletics check to clear a low obstacle, no taller than a quarter of the jump's distance, such as a hedge or low wall. Otherwise, you would hit it. 
When you land in difficult terrain, you must succeed on a DC 10 dexterity acrobatics check to land on your feet. Otherwise, you land prone. So, Barreras, your strength score is 20, if I recall. Correct. So if you make a long jump, that is 20 feet right there. And because of your ability, that's an extra five. So you can leap 25 feet. That's insane. <laughs> what have they been feeding you in the land of the dead? <laughs> mm, d- dead person Wheaties? <laughs> dead person Wheaties. I don't know. Ugh. Okay, okay. So Barreras's plan is to jump. Gotcha. How, how wide is the river? Just so I know. You know, I'm going to say it's about 20 feet wide. Cool. Wait, because I want this to be a, I want this to be possible. Yeah. Okay. So I still have to roll, right? There will be a roll attached. Okay. Uh, But first let's, uh, I want to find out what other people's plans are. Yeah. 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 So that way we're doing all the rolls like pretty close together. If I need to change my plan based on what other people are doing, I will. Mm -hmm. But what a weird ability. (laughs) It is going to help you out right here. Relevantly useful. It's 21 feet across, so you definitely needed that skill. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't matter. It's just a bizarre skill. Suppression or veil, how do you want to get across? I can't jump. My strength is only 11. (laughs) Suppression's plan is honestly kind of to follow veil and see what veil does. I have a question. Uh, for, yes. for anyone, in, including you, Scott, do we have rope? Oh, yeah. Fail does. I don't see why you, as a group of, I don't want to say bandits, but certainly some sort of illicit group, wouldn't have rope. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that if we have a couple pieces of rope, that Karis can fly them over to the other side, have these two. Uh, suppression and veil hold on to the other ends. I can jump over and I can hold on to the rope while each of them tries to come across. That way, if something happens, I can pull them out. Because we have a character with strength, you guys. It's weird. <laughs> it's like a miracle. <laughs> so this is going to be anchored with people then. Okay. With, with me, yeah. And I guess Karis assisting sort of, but you said they're not very strong. So but they can help, of course. I mean, when it's time for the last person to cross, who's holding on to the rope on the other side of the river, if not Karis? No, no, I'm just going to jump. So yeah. I'll be over there with Karis. Uh-huh. If we have two pieces of rope, uh-huh. then I will be anchoring like suppression as they come across. And, and then who's anchoring it on the other side? Nobody. The deal yeah. is to be able to like pull them in our direction so that they've got like the rope on them and they're holding it. And then we can wait, 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 wait. Is this, is this a them jumping and then you yanking on them midair? No. I, depending on how they want to get across. <laughs> if they want to jump, sure. Or if they want to just wade through the river. Okay. And then if something goes wrong, I can, I can pull them out. I mistakenly thought this was a tightrope scenario. Oh, God, no. That sounds terrible. Let's not do that. <laughs> no, okay. no. This is literally okay. just like. Okay. I got, I got you I, now. I'm, I got you. I'm belaying their like rope, <laughs> basically. I got you. If that works for them, I don't know. It sounds like the best chance I have of getting across. Mm-hmm. I sometimes forget to how to behave when one of us is strong. Because we're not used to we're, it. Like, not at all. I'm like, oh, right, right. I have strength. I can do that kind of stuff, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I have a better shot at it than with my... I don't know what Arnis has. Zero, minus one, something like that. I don't know, but not strong. No. Yeah, that works. I mean, I don't like the idea of using strength for anything because I have a minus one. No, I got you on the strength thing. That's me. But swimming across water is still a strength stat. That's true, huh? So it's jumping. So whatever I do, it's going to be strength-based. True. Unless we tie a rope across and we try to tight rope walk it, and that's a dex-based. Well, which will work for one of you, right? But there's not... I'm assuming there's not anything to tie it off to on either side. I I don't know why you would assume that. Well, is there anything to tie it off to on either side? (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sure there are rocks which will look secure. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that they will fail on their own. This is just in case there are bad rolls and we have room for flavor. I think that's a bet. Uh, that's a better plan in my mind. Is between you and the harpy to set up a type rope that we can walk since we're more deck based characters. Sure, I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> so you were right, Scott, and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it went from, oh, God, why would anybody want a tightrope walk to, we're tightrope walking. <laughs> yes, that's what we're doing. Okay. But we're not tightrope walking, are we? No, oh, you are. I am? Yeah. You're I'm... not strength-based, are you? Well, no. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you have an okay dex. Yeah. Okay. Well, if the first part of this plan is just for Karis to fly over one end of the rope to the other side of the river, that's done. She has done that. Okay. There's no danger in flying over this river. Yay. There is a danger with everything else, though. So who is the first to go across? Uh, that's me, because I'm just... Oh, wait. Never mind. You want to stay here and anchor this side of the rope. Are you just going to tie it down? Well, I or are you going to tie it down. Okay. Well, Karis isn't strong. That's why I was no. going to be over there. Yes, so we have to the... anchor it somewhere. Yeah, the you can just tie it off. The original... I'm... Your original idea to have you on the other side needed your strength so that you could pull us if we needed to be pulled. We're getting rid of the whole being pulled idea. Now it's important to have two, I would say, to have two people on either side of the rope to steady the rope and keep it from being lost. Karis is on the other side because she could fly at no risk across the river. That's what I thought. Okay. That, that works can, for me. I just, I didn't She can know also fly back. Like she can come back across if you need her to help steady the rope on this side, if you want Barreras on the other side. Karis is just trying to be useful here. That's true. Is it worth it, me being on the other side, to help pull you out if you need to be pulled out? How much rope do we have? Uh, I'd say you've got probably like two lengths of 50-foot rope. And the river's how long? A little over 20 feet wide. I don't know. What do you think? Here's what I would say to do. I would have... Karis, since they can get back and forth across this thing the easiest and without making a check, mm -hmm. I would have them like work to secure. Well, it doesn't actually really matter. Work to secure the rope on this side, then take it to the other side, secure that. Wait for me to come over. Oh, this sounds ridiculous, but it'll make sense in a minute. Hang on. And then, like, then if we have two lengths of rope, we use one as the tightrope, and the other one is anchored between me and the person crossing. So okay. that I'm not only helping to secure the tightrope, but then if they fall in, contingency plan, I could pull them out. Ooh. Okay. If they crit fail a check, I can pull them out. <laughs> oh, nice. it won't take a crit or, fail I mean, to I won't fall into that. Of course it won't. But like, but if they fail a check, I can pull them out. Or at least okay. help to pull it's them out. It's a good plan. Yeah, it works for me. Okay. So Karis helps fly the rope across, uh, get it tied down. Barreras, I'm assuming you're tying it down on this end. Sure, I can tie it down on this end, absolutely. You're the strong one. Nice tight knots. <laughs> and, then, and then she and I will ultimately swap sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Barreras, comes time now for you to get across the river. Mm -hmm. And if you want to jump, this is just a simple athletics check. If you take a running jump, the, the long jump, you can clear this river. But there is a small amount of danger here. As you see Karis making this tightrope across the river, you also notice that the surface of the water is roiling. And there are tendrils of shades reaching out, looking for people. So the danger Aww. is that one of them will get a hold of you while you jump. So, let's jump. We're gonna... <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Let's, Let's roll see. an athletics check. Oh, good God. <sighs> I almost had a damn heart attack. It's fine. Everything is fine. Almost rolled a one and then didn't. Ugh. Fine. Okay. Um, it's still not great, but it is now a 16. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Barreras makes this huge leap across the river, and you see tendrils of shades reach up and try to grasp at his ankles as he's flying across and they're all just too slow and Barreras lands firmly on the other side. 
With a nice superhero landing. <laughs> However you want to land. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he tries not to fall over. <laughs> kind of goes, mm-hmm. that's new. <laughs> All right. That <laughs> <It> worked. Cool. <laughs> and then Karis will take one end of the rope and fly it back across to tie around whoever wants to join you on that side of the river. Who's going first? I'll go. All right. Suppression. Karis helps tie the rope around your waist. And you're tightrope walking across is the plan? Tightrope walking across, because my dex is not terrible. You were right. Okay. (laughs) In that case, let's have an acrobatics check for you to walk across the rope. Okay. Um, Well, fuck. That's a one. Uh, Shit. Well, it was bound to happen eventually, right? Eventually. Somebody was going in this water, which is not water at all, as suppression is making... Suppression, do you prefer they, them, he, him, what's up? They, them. Okay. As suppression is making their way across the rope, after getting out about 10 feet, one of the shade tendrils reaches up and grabs an ankle. Suppression tries to take that extra step and is pulled off balance and falls into the middle of the river. And you are going to get attacked. Does a nine hit you? No. Okay. You feel a tendril slipping its way around you as you fall into the river, but it doesn't seem to do you any harm. Okay. What are people doing? Uh, I try to pull them toward me. Okay. Let's have an athletics check, please, Barreras. Oh, yes, please. That is a 27. Hmm. Very nice. <laughs> I got you, buddy. <laughs> As suppression is being dragged through the river, passing through more and more damned souls. First, suppression. You can feel the... I don't know if longing is the right word. You can feel the desperation from the shades as they seek out any existence but the one they have. (laughs) And you're going to get a couple more attacks thrown your way as you're being dragged through them. Does a 17 hit? Yes. Does a... Well, then I'm guessing that means the 23 hits as well. Probably. Okay. Oh, I have a oh question. My. Yes. How close are they to me at this point? This is as you're pulling suppression up to the edge of the bank, like to the river bank. After these attacks, they will be out. Oh, shoot. Never mind. I can't do that. I have protection as a skill, uh, but I have to be wielding a shield. And I'm, I have two hands on this rope. I'm not. You're wielding actually. a rope right now, but yes. Yeah. 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 So never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. After these attacks, suppression will be out. A little worse for the wear, because this is not a friendly attack. This is a strength drain attack. A couple things are going to happen. Oh, dear. So first, you're going to take eight necrotic damage from the first attack. Okay. And then you're going to take nine necrotic from the second. And then... Oh, no. This is the unfriendly part of this attack. Yeah. As each of those shades lashes out against you and into you, you feel them draining your strength away. And your strength score is reduced by four points. Damn. And this will last until you finish a shorter long rest. Okay. I was going to say, uh, how permanent, it's not permanent is that? Oh, but, good. but suppression being pulled out of the river is not only wounded, but it's just physically weaker. Woof. Oh my god. I don't recommend anyone else try that. What is your strength now? Seven. Holy hell. That's a (laughs) minus two. Yes, sir. Zoink, Scoob. Okay. Veil. It took some doing, but suppression's across. Karis comes back with the rope and ties it around you as well. Cool, yeah, let's do it. All right, let's make an acrobatics check. Just don't crit fail. Oh, man. 
Oh, man. Thank God for my ability. That's a two on the die. Um, with my reliable talent and corrected bonus, that's a 20. Mm. So your your bonus is plus 10 for acrobatics then? Yes. Okay. Vale steps out onto the rope, and there are tendrils of these shades reaching out and grasping at the rope. And you see them start to swing it side to side. And Vale has their feet going like, whoa, 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 like one way and then the other. They manage to hold their footing and quickly make their way across. No worse for the wear. Yay. Karis lands, helps you gather back up the rope. Okay, well, he said it was north after this, right? To a cave? That is correct. Yep. All right. We traipse north. Okay. And you start heading north. This side of the river is rough. The roads aren't paved. The crags and the rocks are not smoothed out. They're not knocked down. Nothing has been made hospitable out here. This is the rough area of the Outlands. As you make your way north, you see a patrol of harpies circling overhead. A couple of them swoop lower maybe 20 feet above you. But noticing who you are and remembering Coram's orders, they leave you alone and fly away. And it is some time later, after hours of marching, that you make it to a cave entrance. And unlike most caves, like back in the world of the living, this isn't just like set into the foot of a hill or a mountain that seems to go down. It's a cave that seems to spring up among the crags and then just goes upwards. You see this long winding tunnel of rough stone and it is pitch black in there. Which is no longer an issue for Vale. Oh, really? Because I have dark vision up to 120 feet because of my new class. Wow. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry, because of what now? Uh, multiclassed when I leveled up. <laughs> what did Vale multiclass into? The fuck you say? What? <laughs> yeah, Vale's a little more powerful now because being here has really messed with them. Uh, I've multiclassed into Sorcerer. I have three levels of it, specifically into the, oh God, I can't remember the name of it. I want to call it the Shadow Sorcerer, but that's not right. Yes, Shadow Magic Sorcerer. Okay. I have taken a few levels in it, and it's given me some fun little toys to play with. Um, it's part of where I and how I have my new amulet that gave me the mm-hmm. ability to put on that fun little visage of death. Also, as a result of it, it, it's hard to tell whether being in the realm of the dead has made me as dead as I look, or maybe a little bit of the price I've paid for my new abilities, because it tends to have a... Uh, a death-like effect on the user, give and take. The rapid aging that Vale has experienced is just yeah, an effect of being here. Yes. Anything beyond that, though, that could all be shadow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So darkness does not matter to Vale. Nope. I'm, uh, I was not born in it, but I have chosen it. Boo. <laughs> uh, what about our other friends here? What about Barreras? What yeah, it's about gonna be suppression? <laughs> it's it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> Big problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me double check the harpy. It's gonna be a problem. <laughs> so right now, in a very cruel twist of fate, Vale is the only one who can see in the dark. That that simply means that, like we've done in the past, but this time I don't have problems with it. Vale's gonna lead by sneaking ahead while everyone else walks behind using a torch. And I find myself wishing I had dunce glasses. <laughs> oh nice drop right. which i never would have worn back in the oh. day <laughs> dunce class mm. poor suppression remembers remembers too well all right so if we're gonna head into this cave let's uh veil let's have you go first roll that stealth man it's really good i've got that ability because i keep rolling like shit tonight it's gonna be 25 Wait, how is that rolling like shit? I rolled a four, but my reliable talent bumps it to a 10, and my bonus oh. is, 15, is 15. So it's That's 25. right, because of your, uh, what, expertise or something in stealth? Yep. That's right. 
Damn. Must be nice. Just let me know if you crit fail. Jesus. Oh, yeah. That's why I keep rolling. <laughs> like I'm rolling uh, so that if I get the crit fail, you can have fun. Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't know how anybody's seeing you moving anywhere. <laughs> I choose to let pe- me, people see me do what I'm doing. All right. Let's do this then. Veil. As you make your way up this cavern, very silently, making sure that the way is safe for your companions, you come around a slight bend and you see three shapes in the darkness. One humanoid, two definitely not. You hear one of them sniffing at the air and it lets out a very low bestial growl. Ah, but scarier. Don't listen to that. (laughs) Too late. They don't know that you're here. They certainly don't know where you are, but they know something smells different. So these two creatures get up, and in the darkness, you see a pair of deep-colored wyverns just patrolling the cavern now, sniffing around for something. And one of them gives a nudge to the other sleeping figure, and you see this person in just huge armor. Still normal person, still like medium-sized creature. Somewhere in the six, seven foot range, but just huge armor, huge sword. And you see crackles of light on the sword, almost like tiny explosions. And he pats the back of the head of the wyvern. And you can tell he's scanning around for somebody. And the pair of wyverns are just sniffing along the cavern now. One is making their way farther up. The other is making their way farther down, closer to you. What do you want to do? Mm. Oh man, I'm so lucky I did this. So I assume I'm a little ways ahead of my team and they can't see what I'm seeing. Right. They're, I imagine right now, Barreras, Suppression, and Karis are just inside the entrance of the cave and you're like 15, 20 feet up. Oh, I'm going to use one of my new cantrips. Uh, oh no. I took message. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Whew. Not combat. Cool. <laughs> I'm not going to go straight combat yet. And it allows me to communicate with one of them at a distance. Mm-hmm. I believe Who are you all talking I have to? Do is whisper. This lets me essentially have a whispered magical conversation between myself and another person. I'm going to talk to Barreras. Explain to him what I'm currently looking at, and ask him his thoughts on what we should do in this situation strategically. Seeing as I definitely have an advantage right now from where I'm at. But they can't. I don't think my companions are going to be all that helpful in a combat instance here because it's so dark. Well, I'm assuming that even for us to like get through this passage, right? We've got some sort of torch or light or something, right? Well, yeah, that's what I figured. But you're like back up there with it. If you want to turn it on, you haven't come in yet. Yeah, so we're like to. we're we're well back, letting Vale scout ahead. Uh huh. I mean, I'm fine in combat as long as I have the light source. And by fine, I mean I can kick some serious ass if I have a light source. <laughs> so you have an advantage right now. How how far do we want to say Vale is from us? Like 20 feet, maybe. Oh, okay. Meaning I can get there in a single turn. Then my thought is for me to try to take a position a little further up, let you come in or someone in the group and attempt to talk to them and tell them, Hey, we have permission to be here and move through here. Cause if they are like a last round of Coram's guard, we don't want to start a fight with them. But then if we're not, I'm already hidden in position and can start the combat. Sure. I can try to talk to them as long as I don't have to like lie or do anything complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it doesn't have to be you. I don't know anybody else's abilities when it comes to speaking. Mine are not great. Um, my persuasion's pretty good. Then you should definitely do this. Because <laughs> I my persuasion is zero. Mine's plus five. Oh, yeah. yeah this is all you. Oh, Go wow. Yeah. <laughs> you got that noble uh, okay, uh, lineage. So, yeah. so Vale tells all this to me, and then I go, I'm going to have suppression. Go talk to them. I'll go with you, of course. Like, we've got the light. I'll cool. back you up. But Cool. And I'm going to want to move a little deeper, sneak a little deeper so that when they so that when they come in, the light doesn't kind of reveal me. I want to be beyond the torch when you come in. So do you want to go past where the wyverns and this other person are? 
my thought is to go closer, but then to have them stop outside of the lights range so that they can't see me, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to go past them, but I also want to want my companions to be able to get closer to them so that they can have a conversation and not like, uh, not be a mile away in case this combat happens. So okay. we're going to get, we're going to go past you. No, no closer to me. Not past. Not. Yeah. Okay. I think the only way that this works, because obviously if suppression and rares can see the enemies, then you're within that light source range too, mm-hmm. is if you like hide behind some little rocks along the walls, uh, along the wall's surface, just kind of like wedge yourself in mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because otherwise, yeah, you would have to sneak past them to be out of the light's range. Okay. Your stealth is ridiculous, and you're already hidden. So I will say that you can find a little spot in the wall and just kind of nestle yourself in there. And you can see your friends approaching, but these other people and creatures won't be able to see you from the light itself. Okay. So, Suppression and Barreras, with Karis behind you, you walk up into the cavern about 20 feet. And you also see a pair of wyverns there. They are deep colored. Uh, just in case you don't know what wyverns look like, they're the two-legged type dragons. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. And they instantly see the two of you and begin approaching you from either side of this cavern, leaving the center path open as this figure in heavy plate mail with a thick helmet over his head and carries this huge great sword with little sparks of light, like little explosions up and down the blade, approaches. And from within the helmet, you can hear him say, Halt, who goes there? Um, we have permission from Quorum to be here. We are just passing through. We mean you no harm, etc. Etc. <laughs> I don't say the etc. part. <laughs> oh, good. Etc. What is this? Plays the turkey creature. <laughs> <laughs> Permit... I'm not concerned about permission from Corum. I'm not one of his lackeys. Who are you? Why should I let you through? Um, well, are we still going truth here? Sure. Sure. As far as I know, we're telling the truth. So I'm going to tell the truth. Okay. Which is that we're trying to help our friend return to the realm where they properly belong. And then we're going to, you know, continue to chill here when we're done. Do you know what's at the end of this cavern? No. It is no place for souls like us. Even if your friend can make it there, there's no saying what would happen to them once they pass through the barrier. Are you talking about this grayscape thing? Whatever it's called. I've reached through once, and I nearly lost my arm. It almost vanished. We appreciate the warning, but our friend has been there. They know. They're ready for it. All right, suppression, roll some persuasion. Persuasion. I got a 23. Damn. Persuade them bitches. (laughs) Okay. He holds up a hand and mutters something in Draconic, and the wyverns pause, and they keep a close eye on the pair. Sorry. They keep a close eye on the three of you, because Karis is there. What did he mutter? Because I can speak Draconic. (laughs) <laughs> and i want to know if it was like a command to fake stand down or like let them pass uh, it was like hold basically okay cool don't want to be a jerk just want to know if i'm getting myself <laughs> no it's fine i don't know what you can speak well then is it just the three of you then who's going through um aren't there four of us veils yeah. not right, in the right, 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 right. <laughs> right i forgot about that crap Crap, 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 crap. That crap. part right there. That part. Um, hang on. I'm struggling because I don't know if I would like. I don't know what I would do. Honestly, I don't know. Do you, I mean, do you want to lie or do you want to tell the truth? Well. He seems to be letting us through. I think at this point, I'm still hidden. You can tell him that there's a, that you have a companion Make it out like you happen to be hidden, not we're intentionally sneaky. No, but be honest, like we have a companion who specializes in stealth infiltration, and we didn't know if you were going to be hostile to us or not, and is currently <laughs> waiting to know if we're going to have to fight you. And if not, then we will all move politely past being <laughs> through here without having fought you. I don't know. You've heard. 
Okay, full disclosure approach. I will try it. It's the longest sentence in the history of sentences. <laughs> so we were going to stab you, but you're cool, so we're not. <laughs> we might have stabbed you had you not been cool. Um, no. Sorry. No. Go ahead, Suppression. What would you say? I'm just going to say that there is another of us who is very shadowy. And that they're the one going through anyway. Hmm. Not a big fan of ambushes. Let me meet your friend. I'll let them through. It's not an ambush because we told you about it. And also because we didn't attack you. Those are all points after the fact. If you can be honest with me, I will make a deal in good faith. If our friend will come out of the shadows, you mean? Yes. I will have to leave that up to them. Cool. I have no problem stepping out from where I am. Hands up. Hand up. Um, <laughs> Remember, one, yeah. Just the one um, arm. <laughs> just like in, in, in a sign of just like, hey, I, I'm not intending any violence. Although just because I'm not reaching for a weapon doesn't mean I can't kill you. Um, <laughs> I need to die here. I need to roll some perception. So Vale, as you come out from the shadows, this figure in the plate, they reach for their sword. They grab the handle. And you can see, well, you can't see their eyes, but you know that look when somebody's studying you, like mm-hmm. trying to figure out who you are. And he's kind of leaning his head one way and the other. Do I know you? What's your name? I've gone by many names <laughs> in my life. Well, let's hear some of them. I, I don't tend to give my name to strangers. Fair. Takes his hand off his sword and reaches up to pull off his helmet. And you, Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know if this takes a moment or not, or if Vale just instantly recognizes him. Oh, no. Takes <laughs> off his helmet, and Colonel Faybrook is standing nah, in front of you. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, he wouldn't recognize me because when I killed him, I was in Caraform. Um, and I <laughs> had he, both arms. <sighs> yeah, but you'd been around in the city before, and he had intelligence. Um, not saying he knew exactly what Vale looked like, but. There was something about you. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we come from a similar home. I, I, spent, <laughs> I, spent, some, I spent some time in Karami. Mm. Doing what? Mm. <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs> Lie. Lie. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I did a, a lot of different things. Uh... Oh, let's see. Oh, no, I can, I'm just going to outright, outright lie. But what is the lie I'm going to tell? I don't know. Better be a You're good one. You're serving the crown. You're serving the crown. You're serving the crown. <laughs> no, that's not a lie that could come out of Vale's mouth. That That's not going to happen. Um, I'm in changeling form. So uh, I said, I'll say, you know, I, um, oh, no, I'll, I'll say this. I doubt you were aware of anything that I specifically did while I was in Karami. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> With his helmet under one arm, his other hand again reaches for his sword. Uh-oh. He doesn't draw it yet, but you can see some frustration on his face. I said I would make a deal in good faith. All right, if that Colonel. can't be done. All right, Colonel, how good is your word? I've yet to break it. And your word is, should I tell you who I am? I can pass through here freely and unmolested? No. (laughs) My word is that if you tell me who you are, then we can begin to bargain. Then we can actually make a deal. Okay. Then now my concern is, should you know who I am, you won't bargain with me. (sighs) I don't know what it is about some people. But when I say that I will make a deal in good faith... That means that I won't attack you before we have a chance to talk. Unless you want to continue whatever charade it is you have going. He places his helmet down on the ground. Now then, if you tell me who you are, then we can talk about you getting through here. If not, he speaks another command in Draconic, which roughly means intimidate or growl. Mm -hmm. And you see both of the wyverns kind of hunch down and bare their teeth. All right, Colonel. You want to know who I am? My name is Vale. I'm an assassin with the Denouement. The only living soul in all of Coram's realm. On a mission from Coram to return home. 
Mm. You went with the honesty. Okay. A question. Um, I know this goes back a long time. When you killed him as Kara, did you show him that you could change, that you were a changeling? Like, did you change into him right there or did you? No, he was dead before I changed okay. him, I believe. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure. As far as, as far as I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I agree. Okay. And I just wanted to racking my brain at this point. I think the form I was in when I killed him wasn't actually Kara, but the wife of one of his, uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah. His men. Yeah, that is true. I mostly just want to know how he's going to refer to you as Vale. Oh, I've heard of you, Vale. Part of the rebellion, part of why I'm here, part of why law was not served in that city. Honestly, I wish you were Darwin. He was easier to talk with. (laughs) But, all right. I said we could deal. So we can. But I'm not going to be giving up a whole lot for you. What are you going back for? What is this mission from Corum? Simply to collect souls for him. To just go on killing? That's it? (sighs) There's no honor in that. Killing for the sake of killing. I don't care about honor. Yes, I know. <laughs> the old veil would have reacted to that. The older veil that I am now just stands and continues to wait. It was clearly meant as an insult for me, but I don't react. Yeah. Hmm. He's trying to play the veil he knew, and that is not the veil he knew. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why should I be concerned with Coram's mission for you? Well, Colonel, I think the primary reason why is being in Coram's realm, I don't think you want to anger him and not letting me being the thing standing between me and my goals, probably not going to make him happy. Now that sounds like an intimidate. I mean, you can make an intimidate. It was just a fact, but yeah, the way Vale sees it. Yeah, sure. I can roll an intimidate. No, roll some intimidation here. <laughs> That's a four. Are you proficient not in pro- that? Not proficient in that. So that is a solid four. <clears throat> I don't work for Corum. He offered, but I declined. As much as I may respect the gods, that doesn't mean I necessarily work for them. I am here on Adaris's behalf, the human god, mm-hmm. asked to protect human souls from those that might come here and seek vengeance after death. Hmm. We have a similar mission. Hmm. Do we? What is your mission then, sir? Well, no god had to give it to me, but I protect people from those who would do them harm. So you're okay with letting this person, as he motions to Vale, Thank you. return to the world of the living and just kill without reason? You need more people to protect here, is that it? This person, as you call them, kept my son alive. So yeah. They can go back and keep doing it. I fail to see the justice in that. As far as I can tell, there's not much justice to be had anywhere. If there was, I wouldn't be here right now. We're all here eventually. Maybe that's fairness, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Um, he's not liking what you guys are saying right now. I think Suppression wants to chime in real quick. Yeah? And explain that Vale saved them from slavery. Surely you see the justice in that. That I do see justice in. Slavery is the work of cowards. Maybe we can find some common ground through that then. Colonel, one of the main things that is driving me to get out of this realm is to free those that have been slaved in Earl. What slaves in Earl? God, I feel like I've had this conversation in circles with him before. In Earl, the Earl. Have you? Have we had this conversation? I, I feel with, like I did. With but not with I don't him. think so. Yeah, I've, not I've had favorite. it with others. Um, okay. And I feel like it's going to go the same same route, but sure, let's see what happens. Uh-huh. In Earl, the Earl, none other than Earl Earl, <laughs> has enslaved a good many changelings by brainwashing them and using magic to force them to take on his visage. My primary reason to get out of here is to go and free those changelings. See, that is a noble cause. That is a just cause. Why do you lead with your underhanded bloodlust of killing 
when you have a goal like that, and he turns to suppression, he says, you were one such slave? I was. What was it like? Words cannot begin to describe it. It was slavery. Hmm. All right, Vale. Let's roll some persuasion again. <laughs> okay, here we go. With advantage this time, simply because you have suppression there backing up your story. Come on, plus one. Hey, those were both double-digit numbers that time. Oh, hey, good. Bigger <laughs> one totals a 15. Hmm. I think Colonel Faybrook is going to ask, is there any way I could convince you to limit yourself to these just actions and turn away from this path Coram has set for you? I, uh, hmm. Given the debt I owe to Coram and his requests, there's no way that that's all I can do when I leave this place. I need a lie. <sighs> no, no, it's not a lie. Colonel, 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 what are you going to do here? You're putting him in a very tight spot. On the one hand, justice. On the other hand, murder. <laughs> Sounds about right for Vale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the one hand, justice. On the other hand, a better descriptor murder. of Vale. <laughs> and right now, Vale's missing an arm, so I just don't know which hand is actually there. <laughs> <laughs> the best metaphor for Vale ever. <sighs> I know. I know how he can justify this. Vale, you said you can get through there safely. Yes? I believe so. How? Well, I'm not dead. I'm not it's a for that reason one. alone? Like, that's why you can get through? Because you're alive? That is what I'm under the impression I've been led to believe. Coram explained to me that I do not belong here because I am mm. not dead, but I'm a living body, and thus I should be able to pass through that portal or whatever it is that's on the other side. This is going to sound like a very difficult request, but I think I could let you, you, I think I could let you pass if you could find a way to bring me with you. Wow. What? It's not even possible. If there's a city, a city of slaves, and it is as bad as your friend here says, if it is that living hell, it's only right that I do something about it. And while I believe your, well, I believe in your motivations, Vale, I don't know if you alone can do it. Colonel, I honestly have no idea how to possibly bring you with me. Even if I were inclined to bring you with me, which we've already established, you and I will never see eye to eye on much, if anything, beyond this moment. And the, the very idea of having you in the same living realm as, realm as me kind of makes me uncomfortable, as I'm sure would make you uncomfortable with me. But beyond any of that, I don't have a way to do it. You're literally asking me to take a round peg and put it... <laughs> Into a time continuum. <laughs> what? Is that how that phrase goes? <laughs> no, I'm literally trying to take two completely unsimilar un un things and, that I couldn't do and put them in the same phrase purposely. Because the peg you could figure out, you just need the right tools. You just need to whittle it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> vale, let's just talk about intent then. If you could... Would you? 100% truthful answer is no. So I'm going to go with a yes and go for the lie and see where that gets me. <laughs> Thank God. I was like, please lie. Please yeah. lie. Please lie. All right. Roll deception then. Short. The answer is just yes. <laughs> oh. So my bonus is 11. I rolled a 15. 26. Bum, ba, da, ba, 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 ba. Deception, level up. Okay. Well, if you could take me with you, if you would, if you could, to me, it sounds like just need to have a living body to go through. Yes? That's actually not how that works at all. <sighs> as far as I understand, the reason I can go through is I am myself in my body. A moment ago, you said it was because you were still alive. Well, yeah, but I'm also not taking on a hitchhiker, Colonel. <laughs> Hmm. What if I told you you were wrong? 
What do you mean by that? What if I told you you're not the only living person here? I would be hard-pressed to believe you without evidence. All I have is what people have told me, but if what I've heard is true, three more living souls have entered quite recently. Okay. And what have you heard of these three souls? Because living soul, well, I guess, okay, the hmm. souls of the dead and living souls are different things. So, um, sorry, uh, three more living persons, living bodies with their souls attached. Got it. Three more living people have arrived. And you're suggesting what? That I help you facilitate in taking one of their bodies? No, no. I would not want to take somebody's body. But like you said, you don't want to take a hitchhiker. But one of them may be persuaded. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Colonel, I don't have the time to go looking for three random people that may or may not be in the realm of the dead. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but I'm getting a little old here. And it's only because I've been here as long as I physically have been here. It could take us forever to find three people in this area in this realm okay have it your way you go back alone colonel faybrook reaches down and picks up his helmet he turns away as he begins to put it on and stops pulls the helmet back off and turns around it's such a shame that after they've come all this way you would leave your friends here in the realm of the dead i'm sure Arnus and darvin would be crushed Puts his helmet on, and he begins walking out of the cavern. The wyvern's behind him. Wait. Bef what? Before he can stop himself, Barrera says, what? <laughs> hmm? I'm, I'm sorry, what? Vale is ready to leave. Vale is ready to leave their friends behind. It's their call to make. You know, for someone who claims to have honor, you sure are a dick, Colonel. <laughs> Where is the honor in keeping that information out of our conversation? I told you. I thought perhaps you, seeking justice for your kin, you wouldn't have to be seeking the help of only friends. No, Colonel, let's be honest with yourself for a second. You have attempted to manipulate me to get yourself out of the realm of the dead. Where is the honor in that? I'm merely seeking a way to help you in your quest for justice. You know, you've got a really good way of manipulating your self-serving assholeness <laughs> to fill your heightened view of yourself when really, if you were honest with yourself, you've got about as much honor as I do. And in fact, I would argue I have more because I'm at least honest about who and what I am. <sighs> Vale, I have more honor than you could begin to have. I've been true to my word. I will let you through. Your friends being here is apparently no difference to you. See, you can go. I will go find them myself. Oh, I am up on him in 2.5 seconds and I've got him by the shirt. And I say, you tell me where my son is right now. <laughs> son. Okay. Of course. I wouldn't dream of keeping families apart. He has entered here quite recently, actually. Hey, liar. He's headed for the river. He's headed for the citadel. <laughs> hey, liar. Um, you wouldn't dream of keeping families apart? Aren't you the one who, who was recruiting soldiers to hide in the forest, uh, keeping them from their families so that they could fight a government that was being formed by the people and for the people. <laughs> I'm purposely trying to piss him off at this point. I I've got it. I've got an ace up my sleeve yeah. that I'm just ready to throw on the table. I still got it by the shirt, by the way. <laughs> I haven't let go. Well, he's wearing plate mail. So like, yeah, you've got him by like the collar. Sure. I've got him, but you whatever. Him by the mail. <laughs> you have him by the plate. <laughs> yeah. That awesome move where you like grab the top of it, like give you a hand right yep. inside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Vale, I... Don't expect you to understand. Soldiers make sacrifices. We oh, go I back to our families. It's not something that I have ever forced someone to do. Those who right. choose to serve, who join, 
know that they will spend time apart, know that every time they go out and fight, it might be the last. Colonel Fabric, I understand perfectly how you manipulate minds. It's the same way that anyone else does. You just, in your self-righteousness, believe that you're better than everyone because you have this codified thing that you call honor that's just high and mighty because the world agrees that it's good. Good and evil are two sides of the same coin, my friend. You and I are way more alike than you possibly can would ever be willing to admit to yourself. In fact, I bet if we laid it out on the table, you've probably got more kills lined up to your name than I do. Where's the honor in that? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's go one step further, Colonel. You talk about how I don't care about my friends, but you don't drop that information to the conversation until it's a what? An ace up your sleeve, right? One last thing you think you can use to try to manipulate me. I have grown beyond your simple games. I'm not sure if you noticed, but when you attacked my honor. It didn't really bug me. I don't care about your archaic ideas of honor anymore. I've evolved past that. Not sure if you can tell, but I'm not standing here in a shape shifted form anymore. I've accepted who I am and what I am. I'm a blade in the dark. I'm a shadow. And I am the one who kills when they are called to be killed, whether it be my man or God. I serve a deity now and I have a second one who I'm growing closer to every day. <laughs> as soon as I free these changelings, I will be more strong than you could ever imagine. Hmm. I don't expect. A petty thug to understand the law, to understand what is required of someone who carries out that law and defends that law. You can say you're serving gods all you want, but there, in the world of the living, you do have to be mindful of what is right by the people and not just the gods. And that includes the kings, the monarchs. The matriarchs, the presidents, what have you. Those who only serve gods ignore the laws of the living. So no, I don't expect you to understand. I wish you did. I'm not trying to keep your friends from you as an ace up my sleeve. I just want you to know what you're leaving behind. At that, Breras actually starts to laugh in this guy's face and say, the only petty thug here is the guy who would what what are you going to do strike a deal with the devil and to get back to the real world you want to go back there so bad sounds like they didn't treat you very nice like what and then and then what what do you hope to gain by dropping that Vale's friends are out there somewhere what do you get from that you trying to guilt trip them clearly it's not working i give them a little shake <laughs> <laughs> but I will not let go until he makes me let go. Give, give me an athletics check. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. That's 17. Okay. Oh, no, you give him a good hard shake. His face stays resolute even as you're shaking his body a little bit. My offer to go back was to help them in their quest for justice. My offer of knowledge was simply that. I would like to go back. I would like to keep serving the living. But that's not my decision to make, clearly. And if you want to go, if you want to leave, you can go up. You can go that way. And if you don't, you can stay here. I can help get you to your son. I'm waiting for the other shoe. I can help get you to your son. He looks over at Suppression, Karis, and Vale. I can help get you to your friends, but that's all I have. So you can either take one offer or the other, or you can ignore me entirely. Wait, just so I understand, the deal that's on the table right now is you either help us go backwards or you help us go forwards, but we, for some reason, aren't allowed to do both? No, he's not going to help you go forwards. Like, there's not help that he can offer to go forwards. He's Oh. Okay. He's just saying, like, you can go if you want, but if you want to stay, I'll help you go meet your friends. Oh. Well, I mean, it's not like I can go. I'm going <laughs> to get my kid. <laughs> it's not like I can leave. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. I don't know. What do people want to do? Colonel Fabric at this point has 
made his offers. He's made his stance known. Mm. He's not going to be drawing first blood. He's not an attack first type of guy. As much as Vale was trying to provoke him, uh, he came close. Like, mm. but, or yeah, yeah, you could just kill him and then do whatever the hell you want. Mm. No. I don't need to kill him again. <laughs> I already know who will win that fight. Oh. Reveal believes they already know who will win that fight. Yeah, you've done it once. You could do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm just trying to think. Mm-hmm. He just looks at you all in turn. It's your call. He doesn't make any move to tell the wyverns to attack or to stand down. They're not actively growling anymore. They're just standing on guard. What's in between us and the way out? Like, what's in between here and the way out? Mm. A long path. Anything else like you guys along that path? No, no. I've let it known this is this is my area. This area is protected. Well, then there's no reason we can't have it both ways. You go. We'll get them. I just, I don't like the idea of him being anywhere near them. Well, you're going to have to tell me that because I don't know him. I mean, I know him from right now, but like, I don't, I don't know him and I don't know why him being around Arnis would be bad because it would be bad, Mm -hmm. but I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I don't know that. I just need some time to, I just like literally need time to work this out in my head. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Don't know. Such a flipping hard decision. I knew something like that was going to drop at some point. Because it's the player I, was... I know that the other part of the party is in the realm looking for me. Mm-hmm. Vale's also, there's a part of, like, just 100% honest, Vale's, there's a part of Vale that's really pissed the fuck off right now. Like, really? I've been working forever to try and get out of here. I'm 20 feet from the door. <laughs> and now they show up? Like, where the hell were you for the last it, number of days? So come. Oh, it's been longer than that. <laughs> no, I know. It's been a really yeah. long time, which is part of the reason why Vale's really pissed off that this is how close I am, and now I'm thinking honestly about going back to get them. I'll tell you how the hell long it took us. Don't worry. Right? Hey. <laughs> uh. Vale can make their own decision. Oh, you, you. Uh, vale can stay with if, the yeah. No, I know. Like, even if they're no. around right now, they're not going to be happy with you all. I'm not going to compare. <laughs> I'm not going to compare. But just in fact, like, yeah, let's play that. Vale turns around pissed off and says, let's go fucking find Arnis. I'm assuming they're like stalking out the door. Yeah. Like already. Already I, like headed out the cave. Okay. So I, I drop Colonel Faybrook and give him a little shove to send him in the direction of Vale. Get moving. He stands there, puts his helmet on and gives a quick command in Draconic to the Wyverns, telling them to follow which Vale definitely hears. And so, yeah, not like moving at your command, but like finally somebody's made a decision. Somebody has seen some sense and we can get a move on. And so a short distance away from the exit to the grayscape, we turn around with Colonel Faybrook and a pair of wyverns. And we turn away. We head back deeper into Coram's realm to get Aranus and Darwin, and their new companion, Iolana, to make the return trip together. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close, but the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello and Sierra Jones. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. 
As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at DibberMusic.com and on Twitter at DibberMusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrim.